Welcome to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast, a championship-caliber Buffalo Pro Sports Talk Show. Hats, Tats, and Stats is part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online at BICBP-radio.com. Bills Mafia, let me talk to you. It's your boy EZD here for Hats, Tats, and Stats, your championship-caliber Buffalo Pro Sports Talk Show. Uh, it is, I don't know, what week are we in? It, this, this football season feels weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But this football season feels very, very weird. I don't know if it's because I don't have my seasons anymore and I don't know, man. It's just, it, it, it's weird. It's just a strange year. I don't know my seasons. Uh, a lot of things have changed. A lot of busy times going on. So I still tune in. I still watch every game I can. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's tough to dive in the way we have with the schedule um you know i mean between the monday night game having to work tuesday mornings this year the sunday night game last week same thing got to work monday morning and all that good fun stuff on top of uh trips and london games and everything else it just feels like it's been a little bit of a lackluster season in my world personally i'm sure the bills performances haven't really helped here because obviously the 14 to 9 dud of a w following the 25 20 dud of a loss in london last week coming off the heels of a huge huge win against the dolphins uh not ideal not ideal not what we are looking for but it's a good week right it's a good week it is patriots week it is bills patriots which is always fun always a blast and always a bit of a slugfest here um i'm intrigued on this one i i don't think this is going to be the slugfest i don't think this is going to be anything to call home about this needs to be a get right game all right the bills got two a couple weeks here so we got the patriots game coming up this week this should be a game that we just roll this should be the game that we thought we could have had two weeks ago we probably should have had last week and then we should come into this week and just steamroll to get right before we take on the bucks and then the big matchup against the Bengals in two weeks. Can't look too far ahead. It is Bill Belichick. Every now and again, he pulls a gem out of his hat still. But, uh, yeah, we are, I mean, realistically, we got to be, we got to win this game. We got to win this game big. I am tired. I'm very, very tired of this lackluster offense that we've had. You know, and the injuries just keep piling up. This sucks. Um, so for sure, so Ed Oliver's out. Uh, Damian Harris obviously out, and then Quentin Morris is out for sure. Um, we haven't seen the final injury report for Friday here. Um, Allen was full go. Spencer Brown was full go. Elam was limited the last two days. Epines is a full go. Jackson's back to full. Kincaid's back to full. Knox is back to full. Cam Lewis was limited, uh, and Rousseau was back to full. So, really, we only have you know those three out for sure with the neck concussion on Harris, uh, Morris with an ankle, and Oliver with a toe, uh, taking another hit to the middle of our defense. I mean, because why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we take a hit to the middle of the defense? We're going to play a team that's going to try to run the ball nonstop against us. Um, because that's got to be the game plan, right? That's got to be. Billy B's game plan is going to be to try to just pound the rock and keep Josh off the field. Because when Josh takes the field against the Patriots, we all know what tends to happen, especially the last couple of years. So, um, you know, I that it's just frustrating. I'm, I'm frustrated with the injuries. I'm frustrated with the 
Um, just the, this last, the last two years, and statistically speaking, right, the Bills have been as good as they've been, right? It's not like there was a, a production drop-off when we went to from uh, Dable to Dorsey. It's not like there was a huge tailspin, but it feels like there was. I don't know if Dable's offense was just more flashy and exciting, and Dorsey's is just a little bit more pedestrian, but still puts up the numbers. It just... Instead of it being big play, big play, chunk play, big play, chunk play, big play, chunk play, it's, you know, little bits here and there. Chip, 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 chip. You go down the field the same amount of times. The yardage still matches. The points still match the, you know, the and everything else. And it's not like we didn't have fl- offensive flops under Dable. I mean, I'm I'm old enough to remember three years ago when people were calling for Dable to be fired and Dable us to move on from Dable because, you know, he wasn't getting it done and he was holding this offense back. And at some point we got to start asking questions about what's really holding the offense back. Um, I'm going to get into something a little bit here that I, as a coach, I, I don't like that I'm seeing, uh, but we'll get there in a minute. You know, I, yeah, you know, fuck it. Let's get there now. Uh, I don't like putting a governor on Josh Allen. I don't like it. You know, what is Josh the answer for us to us winning a Super Bowl? Without question, I think he gives us the best opportunity that we could have to win a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't think we get there without him or that there's maybe somebody better than him to get us there. Uh, You could make the argument, maybe Patrick Mahomes, because he's done it twice. I don't know. But uh, I think Josh gives us as good a chance of anybody as getting there talent-wise. And one of the things about Josh is he's a freak. Right. He's an alien. He does things that on countless occasions, no matter like what we see, oh, my God, nobody, nobody but Patrick Mahomes can make that play. And there's a play or a highlight somewhere of Josh doing it, too, and somehow doing it better and at a longer distance and a faster speed. It's disgusting. And all of a sudden this year, we're in this don't get hurt, you know, protect yourself. Don't make take stupid risks, especially after the the interceptions on the on the home opener or the sorry the season opener. Of be careful with the football. Be careful with yourself. Don't run the ball necessarily too much. You know, and we saw him try to be himself a little bit in that in the one game, and McDermott kind of got on him a little bit. Uh, and since then, I mean, there has been times where he could have easily just cruised to a first down and stepped out of bounds, but he's not supposed to do that anymore. He's not supposed to run the ball. He's not supposed to put himself in harm's way. And he looks like he's playing a little bit timid. And I don't like that. I am not a fan of putting a guy on the field who is capable of incredible and amazing things and not allowing him to do those things. There's got to be a middle ground. Do I want Josh going out risking life and limb on, you know, when we're up by 30 points and a game that we don't have to worry about? No, but I also don't want Josh not trying to make plays to win the ball game because he's worried about getting hurt or he's worried about if it's, you know, whether or not it's safe. You know, we they talk about his turnovers. That is the biggest knock on Josh Allen right now. Oh, he's a turnover machine. No, no one's had as many turnovers in his first five seasons as Josh Allen. He's got more turnovers than anybody else in the league in in the, the you know, the, the last five years. Well, yeah, no kidding. He's also up there in touchdowns. He's up there in yardage. He's up. He's been an MVP candidate the last couple of years. I mean, you got to take the good with the bad with the dude. Um, you know, I, a lot of you know, and we we got to talk. A lot of those turnovers are fumbles, so it's not like we're talking about you know throwing a ton of picks. Yes, there's picks, but they 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 put it in there as turnovers, and they say he's an interception machine. 
Um, you know, you show me show me a quarterback who runs and throws the way he does, who doesn't turn the ball over every now and again. I'm going to tell you, you're probably not. You're probably showing me a Madden character. Um, yeah, I, I get it. You know, he does need to protect the football, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying go out there and just wing it fucking willy-nilly but what i am saying is i want i want to go out there and i want him to play to win i want him to play to go dominate the way he can and i don't want him going out there afraid i don't need my guy walking out there and being afraid to make mistakes afraid to make errors or afraid to run the ball when he needs to run the ball um on, i i could count at least at least five times this year where he rolls out and a normal josh allen takes the ball plants his foot and here we go and we're not doing it this year because it looks like he's being told, don't do that. Don't put yourself in harm's way. Don't. And it feels like Josh is the type of dude where if I'm going to go, I'm going to go. It's kind of that whole, if you're going to come, you better come correct kind of concept. If Josh is going to run, Josh is going to run. You know, you're, you're not getting the five to seven yards and slide. You're getting the vanilla gorilla looking to run somebody the hell over. Uh, so I think Josh's answer to not doing those things isn't to do them safely. It's just to not do them. And I think you're limiting limiting the best offensive weapon you have and possibly one of the best offensive weapons in the in the NFL. Um you know, I am I am a little concerned with the over focus on digs. At the same token, you know, you can say you're forcing it to digs and then he's missing open receivers. At the same token, I don't know, man. I mean, he might be forcing it to Diggs, but then it's not like Diggs isn't open or Diggs is, you know, blanketed and we're throwing interceptions. Like Diggs is getting open too. So I, I'm a little, I, I don't like it at the same, you know, at the same feel. I mean, so we, I, we got robbed on a turnover last, last week on the, uh, on the fumble call that why we didn't challenge that and why it wasn't reviewed. And I mean, okay. So it was reviewed and they they didn't say anything like that wasn't a f- like hey that that knees down ball's not moving and i would be curious to find out uh because that's automatically reviewed if we couldn't throw the flag then because the review said it's good to go but i mean that was pretty bad that was pretty rough and i i said it at the moment uh didn't like the outcome was shocked we didn't challenge so um i, I don't know if that type of thing is the type of thing that would uh yeah you know Gabe Davis he's got the you know he's got the he's got the drops he's got the drops he's got the drops that's not a drop I mean one he it was a fumble two he also I mean it wasn't a fumble that's the other side of that it it wasn't a fumble um so I mean I want to see Knox more I want to see Kincaid more I want to see more big game Gabe Davis days and not just in the last minute when we're trying to play catch up in a game we should be winning. Um, I don't know. And guys, we we know running the ball helps, right? We all agree. And watching Cook do his thing helps. But this is this is the offense that you guys clamored for. This is a lot, this is the offense that a lot of Bills Mafia clamored for. Run the football to protect Josh, and it kind of slows things down a little bit. Again, we don't need to be slinging the rock fifty times. But at the same token, I don't want to be playing so safe. And sometimes that safe play is showing, you know, being in shotgun and running that that outside draw. Not a big fan of it. You know why? Because it doesn't work as well. Our offensive line looks like they block pretty okay on a standard run block. They do well with play action. 
our, our, our offensive line has always done well when we move. Right when we get guys pulling and we get to the outside and you get some of those big hog mollies turning the corner and looking upfield, um, you know I I would like to see more of that. I would like to see less of this weird delay handoff that we like to do, um, which again sometimes it works, but when it doesn't, it is a legitimate four yard loss every time. I mean, cause, and it it I think it's just the speed of the transaction, right? So you you have that 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 handoff in the backfield that's almost a draw but not really cuz it doesn't there's really not a, a a play fake to a pass it's just kind of a delayed handoff and i i i think just the speed doesn't do well i think the the delay in the handoff is what kills that because i don't know if they're like our linemen are supposed to be looking like they're pass blocking which puts them behind the eight ball on it i don't know I don't know. I'd have to pay a little bit more attention to that side of things, but I would love to see a little bit more high octane. I would like to see a little bit more of the alien Josh Allen, the freak Josh Allen. Uh, Don't let the dude go out there being afraid to play football because I feel like that's what I've been watching. I've been watching Josh Allen being afraid to play football. You know, we went through, for those who remember, we went through decades, two decades, damn near of captain checkdown. Uh, you know, and again, I'm not saying force the ball downfield into double coverage on poor, on poor decisions. But I mean, we're looking at the dude, and he's throwing, you know, very efficient numbers, very high numbers. But then when things break down, we saw what he could do last week. He won us a football game on a play on a play that broke down, threading a ball in in a place where probably very few other NFL quarterbacks could fit that ball, and. At the same token, somehow we sit here and we have this conversation of we want to slow things down. We want to back Josh Allen off from being the could be destructive Josh Allen. Josh Allen, to me, is the type of weapon where you got to again, you got to live with the good and the bad here. If you want Josh Allen to go win you football games and this is the kid that we've seen. Okay, this is not news. This is not a new thing for Josh. Josh Allen is that dude who is going to go out. And he's going to try to win you football games. And sometimes he's going to make mistakes that cost you football games. We saw this very year year two, right? Josh is starting a playoff game. Playing Houston. Goes trucking down the field and looks, he's getting tackled and tries to pitch the ball to Dawson Knox. And now listen, if Knox catches that ball and scores Josh is a hero and that is an all-time highlight because the ball ended up on the turf we fell on it oh my god it was scary it wasn't but that is a dude trying to win me a football game that was a side of Tyrod Taylor Tyrod Taylor my boy Tyrod I will always have a place in my heart for Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, 17 years, broke the streak, took us to the promised land, made me watch a football game in Duval County. Uh, you'd think I'd be mad at him for that, but I'm not because it was a playoff game, so I'm good I'm good with it. And it is, I, I, I've come to terms with that. Tyrod Taylor is that dude. And, I mean, you want to talk about a guy with bad luck, good for him for still for keep going, to keep, for keeping going. But Tyrod Taylor's biggest knock when he was here in Western New York, when he was here in Buffalo, was he was he he was safe, right? It was great. He didn't turn the ball over. He was safe. We got rid of him. We moved on from him 
for the young up-and-comer Josh Allen because the answer was we want a guy who's going to go win us football games, not a guy who's going to be afraid to try. Right? That was proven that season when Tyrod got benched for the Peterman, who then went and threw 27 picks on four passes, including nine pick sixes. And we went back to Tyrod. But it, and, and listen, I, I've said this. Did it suck to blow that game, like to, to lose that game, the way we lost that game, and to hand it to him in the first three drives of the game, spot him 21 points on two pick sixes and an interception in, the red, in our own red zone? Yeah, that sucked. But you know what that did? That that woke up Tyrod a little bit. We saw a little bit different side of Tyrod where he pushed the ball downfield a little, a little bit more. He took a little bit more risks. He tried to go win football games. And when my man did that, it took us to another level. We kind of ran out of it when we got to the playoffs, right? We, we kind of saw the conservative don't lose. And you can't, you can't play don't lose football. Tyrod Taylor on Sunday night came out and went hard in the paint and tried to win a football game. If they have their full roster, if they have not a an offensive line in shambles and they have their legitimate full roster, I think Tyrod Taylor wins that game. He almost did enough. I mean, I, I do think the... Uh, you know, I, I do believe wholeheartedly that the last play was P.I., but I also believe the play prior was not. The play prior was chintzy. That was a chintzy call. Uh, Should have never gotten to the play that probably was, but I feel like that was kind of one of those ball-don't-lie scenarios where, you know, probably shouldn't have gotten the P.I. call on the first one, uh, but the second one was made up for it with the non-call. I don't know. I don't like it that way. But I feel like the game worked itself out. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm a homer. Who knows? If it, it listen, if that if I don't get that call and I'm on the other side of it, I'm pissed. I get it, Giants fans. I'm there with you. It's fine. Um, yeah. So I I mean, Tyrod Taylor went out and tried to win that football game. Tyrod Taylor doesn't have a job in the NFL right now if he didn't change to try to go win football games. And here we are with one of the most freak athletes that's ever graced the football field can throw the ball a mile over them, their mountains, can run with the best of them, can make plays, can improvise, can get out of trouble, can run over linebackers. Patrick Queen, you know what, buddy? You're on my uh, you're on my fantasy IDP Dynasty League, and some weeks you look like a monster. Other weeks, like last week, when I needed two extra points, you scored zero. So uh, figure it out. Josh Allen may not have ran you over into the end zone, but he could. That's all I'm saying is he could. So... I don't want to see Josh trying not to lose. I, I'm trying. I don't want to see Josh holding back, trying not to lose games. That's not it. Nah, dog. That ain't it. I don't want it. What I do want is I want Josh going out pushing the field. I want Josh going out trying to win football games, not being afraid, not being afraid to run and be himself. I have said this for years on this show. One of the biggest issues that I ran into with Lindy Ruff at the end of his tenure here in Buffalo coaching the Sabres was he he was really, really good. Damn near took us to the promised land, right? Had a team that ran his style and his game as well as any team could run his style and his game. We started losing some guys. We tried to replace some guys. And the guys we started losing and tried to replace with 
turned out. Uh, they ended up not being guys that fit the system. So instead of coaching to the guys that fit the system or coaching to the guys' strengths, he tried to make them fit his system. Uh, Robin Regeer, one of my favorite guys to talk to, talk about this, one of the most feared hitters in the game at the time when you could still really lay into, into somebody, when you could still, for you know, pardon the terminology, when you still could still lay some lumber and light someone's tits, um, try to make him play patty cake in the corners, then wondered why he looked like an idiot. Yeah, not that's not it. You can't, you have to coach a player to his strengths. You can't fit him into a box that he doesn't necessarily fit into. I don't think Josh fits very well into this play-it-safe football box that he looks like he's trying to be in right now. And I'm not saying that that's what he's grilled, being grilled to do or anything, but I feel like that yeah, That a, a good friend of mine in the baseball community, Chris News, former pro, pro catcher, made this comment or made this comparison the other day saying that Josh Allen this year compared to last year and the years prior Looks like Wild Thing Ricky Vaughn from Major League One compared to Rick Vaughn of Major League Two, where he's playing for the future, not for the win. And it, listen, this may be an unpopular opinion. I would love to watch Josh Allen play football for the next 10 to 15 years in a Bills uniform. I want Josh, I want us to be considering like maybe we should move on from the from the legend that we have at quarterback here when he's turning 40. Because maybe we have the next guy in line sitting and laying in wait. But if Josh Allen lays it on the line, wins me one Super Bowl, and it shortens his career significantly, worth it. Period. Worth it. Frustrating. Frustrating to have to say that. I don't want to watch my man play scared football. It looks like my man is playing scared football. You know what's not? You know what else is scary? Josh, don't play scared football, man. Come on. Let's go. Let's go win a football game. Let's go dominate the Patriots. Turning point in the season. Dominate the Patriots. Hit the ground running and hit your stride going into a little bit of a gauntlet that we have here in our schedule before I get to the last interesting point that I'm going to talk about. Obviously, I'm flying solo today. So sorry, guys. You got to hear me talk nonstop. But uh, Pat's Bucks. Bengals, we get a little reprieve with the Broncos, then we come back with the Jets, and the Jets are the Jets are making some quarterbacks look bad. Uh, the Bills obviously took the L against them in week one. Uh, they almost knocked off the Chiefs also. Then we get the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys. Four in a row. Jets, the Jets defense without an offense. The Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Chargers. Then we get the Pats and the Dolphins. Like that, we, the end of our season is a gauntlet, and it's not like the start was super easy. Uh, realistically, we look at this should be should be undefeated right now. Should not have lost that game one. Took two, took three in a row. Lost one to the Jags. Shouldn't have lost that one either. I don't know. We gotta, we gotta find it here. We gotta find it. Uh, last thing I'm going to talk about bills wise here is going to be. Did anybody? I mean, I know you saw it. If you pay attention, you saw it. The cold, cold shoulder of Dable and uh, McDermott. I would love to be a fly on the wall for that. I want to know what the issue is there. I want to know what the problem is. I don't. I want to know. Like, does Dable hold McDermott responsible for? 
the 13 seconds debacle? I mean, is that the, I did everything in my power. That was our shot and it's over. I don't know. Uh, does Dable, does Dable sit there and say like, you know, you made excuses for Leslie Frazier all those times, but like now you're throwing Dorsey under the bus. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, it was cold. It was, I mean, it was frigid. It was Bill Belichick's personality frigid between the two of them. And then my man goes over, hugs Josh. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Laugh, smiles. Sup, bruh? Wild. The whole thing was, I, wa- I want to know. I want to know what happened there because I have questions that I need answers for. Uh, last topic here, boys and girls. We are going to the NHL and the Sabres. It was exciting for a few weeks leading up to this. A lot of hype after a solid year last year. And then we lose 5-1 to one in, in, in the opener. Then we lose 3-2. to two. Hey, then we knock off the Lightning 3-2. to two, And then we lose to the Flames 4-3. to three, And our win was in OT. Um, Got to start playing some hockey, boys. You know, dangle, snipe, selly, back check, forecheck, paycheck, all that good fun stuff. Uh, I'm really hoping that they turn it around like this little skit is kind of a get your feet wet kind of figure each other out we're still a young team um i don't know man another week of this and (laughs) the buffalo fans are gonna get restless and i don't think we need that i'm not ready for the you know for the sabers fans to to start blowing up twitter the way bill's mafia does i just i just can't do it yet i'm not ready i'm just not ready for it but uh i digress (laughs) that that's gonna wrap it i i don't get i don't dive too terribly into hockey uh, before the bill season is over next time I have one of the Yelich boys on, I'm sure we'll got dive into it a little bit better. Uh, you know, I got to watch a little bit of the game last night while I was waiting for my food at the most ridiculous, uh, portion of restaurantering that I've ever seen. Restaurantering is not a word, but I made it up. Fuck it. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for me guys. Thanks for tuning in to hats, tats, and stats podcast, a championship caliber Pro, Buffalo Pro Sports Talk Show. I'm going to get that right, I swear. Uh, I wrote it. You'd think I'd memorize it, but I'm I'm looking at a lot of things right here. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. And as always, go Bills.